I'm Betsy Reed, and this is The Discomfort Practice, where I talk to creatives, activists, leaders, scientists, and a host of others about discomfort, about the role it's played in their lives, who they are and what they do in the world, and the value of discomfort in helping us move forward as a society. Discomfort is just the edge of your comfort zone, and on the other side are superpowers. So settle yourself in, and let's get uncomfortable. As I start this recording, I'm realizing when you listen to the world through a podcast mic, you realize just how noisy even the quietest places are. So I'm recording this while still in Oaxaca, Mexico. I've been here for a few months now. Just retreating, I guess would be the word I would use. Retreating from the noise of city life, the exhaustion of living somewhere I haven't enjoyed pretty much ever. And... I wake up every morning to treetops outside my window, and you might hear the sound of doves outside right now. And even though I'm in a city, I'm in a quiet space. I'm living in a little rooftop studio apartment, sort of at the back of a courtyard behind closed gates, and it's been blissful. And so much has had an opportunity to come up in this quiet and it makes me think back to the beginning of this podcast and and how it came about and that was a really brutal pandemic related lockdown in Barcelona in which we were not allowed to leave our houses for three months and on top of that because so much was going on in the world all of my work stopped so I had suddenly this pause and this sudden shift in gears from going in what I thought was a fairly balanced, let's say, fourth gear to being in neutral, more or less. And I really struggled with that initially. Um, But if you've listened to some of my earlier episodes, I've talked about this a bit off and on when I talk about how this podcast came to be, because what resulted from that stillness, from that forced retreat from the world, from my social life, from my work it was really a, a recalibrating of my identity, but also my habits. Because I think a lot of us have probably understood over the past few years a lot more about ourselves and the things that we've done because they were habitual or programmed into us or both, like saying yes to social things, like being really busy but not realizing just how busy we are until suddenly we have nothing going on. (laughs) We can't leave the house, we can't see our friends, all of that. And so in coming to Oaxaca, I knew it would be something of a retreat. And somebody listening to this will be able to relate, I'm sure, when I say, I'm still not sure why I came here, but it called me. And this has happened to me a few times in my life. I remember the first time I went to Edinburgh, Scotland as an undergraduate, I just had this moment where it was like the universe tapped me on my shoulder and said, you need to live here. So I did. I moved there. I did my master's degree there and I stayed there for nine wonderful years. It's still a place I consider my hometown. And then in, I don't even remember, maybe 2018, I started telling people I was going to go to Colombia and I didn't know why. I just, I just knew I was going to go there, (laughs) not having really been obsessed with or knowing much about the place. So then when I did go there, after going through a divorce process, um, it was 
it was just what I needed. It was just where I needed to be. Medellin, if anybody's been there, it's a wonderful place. The people are wonderful. It's beautiful. It's coffee country. And I met a new version of myself, or rather, I'm, I shed more things that were getting in the way of being the true me that I have always been. And then the pandemic happened, of course. So when I woke up one morning a few months ago and just thought, I need to go to Oaxaca. And I genuinely had to look up where that was in Mexico on the map. I knew there was something awaiting me here. And so as I have been here for over two months now, um, I'm here for another week and a bit before I go to Chiapas, which is uh, the next state down in Mexico, the one that borders Guatemala. Um, I've started to understand a few things about why I'm here. And a lot of that has been about retreating from outside influences, retreating from the version of myself I have to be, or I, I just naturally am in grooves that I have worn over the past few years, whether that's friendships, um, just the way I go about my business in a place I've lived for several years, you know, you have your roots, you have your habits, you have your ways of being. And then recently, this kind of got a bit deeper, a bit more meta, actually, because I've had three times in the past month, people advise me, stop listening to outside influences, stop being on Instagram, stop following others and and relying on other people's insights because it's just getting in the way of your own clarity, of your own knowing, of your own intuition. And I didn't quite get it. And I thought I was, you know, sort of well self-contained in my own, you know, working on tapping into my intuition. You know, I meditate every day, more or less. I have my rituals. I, I do practices like, you know, medicine journeys and healing sessions and you know I go to gong baths I'm super woo woo. I'm super into that all of this is you know aimed at really knowing my true self and letting go of you know narratives patterns energies things that keep me stuck in ways of being and doing in the world that aren't aren't really authentic to me that aren't necessary maybe so I woke up on Sunday I was lying in bed just having my, my normal long wake-up period that I've come to enjoy over the past couple of months, just lying there in my comfortable bed, thinking about the day and just enjoying and being grateful um, for, you know, the bird song, the treetops. And I then grabbed my phone and just wanted to look at Instagram because I very carefully curated my Instagram feed more or less to be things that bring me joy. So... I know Instagram can be a bit of a minefield and I've certainly experienced that, you know, where you see people and you compare yourself and it just creates discontent. But actually the, the things I have on my feed are generally, you know, beautiful channeled messages for the day, people who are intuitives, spiritual teachers, spiritual guides, or people who inspire me. So Instagram, while it's not a place I, I hang out a lot, it's a place I don't avoid. And on my stories up popped someone who is an intuitive guide who was following their own intuition to offer free guided, well, channeling, you know, what's your message? And so I just felt compelled to reach out to her. Her name is Lisa intuitive guide on Instagram, if you want to know, and just said, I don't, I don't know what my question is, but I guess, what do I need to know? 
And she got back to me fairly quickly, and more or less the message was, you need to cut off your external influences, the, the things that influence you, because it's just muddying the waters, was the term they used, and keeping you from being really clear in your own intuition and creativity. And I thought that was interesting. And then not even knowing anything about me, they said something about kind of what my mission is in the world that I was like, whoa, okay, this is the real deal. This is definitely a message for me. So I sort of went back and said, well, which influences in particular? And they immediately responded and said, all of them. And so I'm still working out what that means, but I immediately hopped onto my email. I have three or four email addresses that all kind of pop up on my phone and unsubscribed from all of the emails I get from influencers, you know, thought leaders, um, spiritual practitioners, people offering courses, even sort of my daily dose of like, you know, wisdom for your day. And I realized, I started to realize how many external influences I do have. And then I started to think about, okay, what else is influencing me? You know, where do I, where am I getting these influences that actually get in the way, block my my access to my own intuition, my trust in my in intuition. I think that's what it really comes down to. Sort of unblocking that channel so it's not like I have extra radio noise. I feel like the metaphor just came to me. It's like trying to listen to a bunch of radio channels at the same time and then wondering why you can't hear yourself. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm sort of recording this at the beginning and I'm actually going to post this. Usually I schedule my podcast, you know, in advance, but this is going to be the next one I post. So I'm posting this for Sunday coming, uh, end of March. No, early April. Gosh, no, it's going to be, it's going to be almost the end of March when this comes out, 2023. Um, but I just kind of want to put a pin in this, you know, put this out in the world and say, this is what I'm doing. This is an experiment. I'm still figuring out what all of those external influences are that I, I need to just pause in order to create the quiet, the same kind of quiet that I had in the lockdown, the same kind of quiet that I obviously came here seeking to really understand my own intuition, the messages that are waiting for me underneath the noise that I have unknowingly created and, and maintained in my life by, you know, being on Instagram, having all these emails, doing a lot of reading, doing a lot of research. And so I'm not really sure where to go from here, but I'm getting more and more comfortable with that because I'll talk about this in a, an episode I'm going to record soon about doing from a different place, doing from a place of being embodied and just being and knowing myself, my intuition. And I've, I've launched a personal accelerator that is currently halfway through an eight-week program with a few delightful, wonderful, wise souls who I have invited to be part of this pilot so they can give me feedback and help me shape it in a way that genuinely works for others. But it's basically about creating a space where we come to be first and remember who we are and reclaim who we are and remember our magic and remember our knowing to then do from a different place, to get to the doing when it's right, to do the doing rather than be driven to do, to create outputs to create an X number of social media posts so the algorithm doesn't forget you. All of this stuff that we've been programmed to do by our capitalist system, by our paradigm that we're just leaving, that is all about doing stuff, structuring stuff, creating stuff, and stepping into a more intuitive way of being 
and then doing and creating. And so in putting this out into the world, I'm trying to model that. And in creating this personal accelerator, I'm doing something that actually I felt a little resistant to because it scares me because I don't know how to do this yet. There's no manual for what a lot of us are trying to figure out right now. And that is how to produce things, be who we need to be in the world and in our professional lives and offer what we need to offer from a different place, a place that we don't necessarily know yet or a place we're not very comfortable with yet. And so part of that process for me, and this might resonate for you, and I know this is part of a friend reminded me yesterday, the artist's way where you do a diet, basically a fast from all external influences for like a week. You don't listen to music. You don't watch movies. You put into the world more than you take in. And so I'm still figuring out what I need to cut off to do that. But I'm starting with not being on Instagram, you know, having unsubscribed from all of my email influences. I'm starting there and I'm letting the knowing of what I'm influenced by emerge. And I'm really curious to understand, to know, and then to share, hopefully with you, what ends up happening as a result when I'm basically just keeping my own counsel. Because it's funny, it made me realize I have this compulsion, this kind of maybe addiction to my sources of information. And even though most of them are, you know, spiritual to be honest spiritual and about wisdom and insight and how do we create a new paradigm create a new system it's you know not like I'm watching cat videos all the time not that there's anything wrong with that but I felt kind of a little oh I really want that though so there is a little bit of a, a reliance on those things that I didn't understand or or know until I was challenged to cut off those influences so I will get back to you. I report back on what happens from just keeping my own counsel with the aim of unlocking my own intuition and creativity and having that be one of the only noises in my life, one of the only voices I hear. And if this resonates with you, please reach out and let me know if that actually feels like, ooh, that's something I need. Because if it's coming to me, it's coming through me. It's something that someone else needs to hear. I'm confident of that. And I sat down to record this without any notes and intentionally said, I'm not going to prepare any any thoughts for this podcast. I'm going to let it just flow through me because I just feel strongly that I need to articulate this, but also someone else listening to this needs to hear this. So stop letting the noise get in the way of your true, powerful intuition and knowing because that's that's what the world needs from you. It doesn't need you to only have confidence in the wisdom of others or only have confidence if you're signed up to a program or you are following a certain teacher or doing things in a way that is acceptable in your view because obviously, you know, if it's a public figure, they know what they're saying. Actually, what we need is more of us knowing what we know and being confident that that is true for us, that that is good enough and that there is someone else in the world who will probably benefit from our approach and maybe even that wisdom that we're tapping into underneath the noise. So cut out some noise this week if you can. Unsubscribed to things, unsubscribe from things rather. Stay off Instagram, stay off social media and see what happens. How do you feel in that quiet? Does it make you nervous? Because that's something to explore. Does it reveal to you some inner knowings, some intuitions? some remembrances of things that you are and think and do 
some inner wisdom that you forgot you had. So reach out and let me know how it goes. And I'll let you know how it goes on my end. As always, stay uncomfortable. It's where beautiful things happen. Thanks for getting uncomfortable with me. If you enjoyed this episode, follow and like The Discomfort Practice wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave me a five-star and written review and share this with other people. Help me to reach new audiences with this idea that consciously practicing discomfort helps us to individually and collectively discover our superpowers and create a society and a planet where everyone can thrive. Thank you so much to my guests all season. Go back and listen to a few more episodes to hear more of them. They are wonderful humans doing amazing things in the world. Thanks to my team who helped me produce this podcast and for those who inspire me through their writing, their conversation, and their support. So that's all from me for now. Follow me on Instagram at the Betsy Reed if you want to get to know me a bit better, some of my thoughts. And in the meantime, stay uncomfortable. <laughs>